0: morning everyone good to be with you here this morning this morning we're going to be looking at one of the most influential men in all history this man who lived in the desert who ate locusts and wild honey wore clothes from camel's hair with a leather belt and lived for one purpose alone that was to point others to jesus christ and that man was john the baptist you've probably heard stories of him I know some interesting facts about his life in ministry but in this age where so many are driven to seek hard after success recognition and fame his life seems to be in direct contrast to how the world calls us to live out today the passion that fueled his life compels us to look more closely and to learn from the heart of this wise powerful soul john the baptist the prophets of old isaiah and malachi both spoke of his coming for 400 years there had been silence between the old and new testaments and then john came to prepare the way of the lord malachi ends with these powerful words closing both the old testament with the hope of what was still to come this is what it says see i will send you the prophet elijah before that great and dreadful day Of the Lord comes he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers Malachi 4 verses 5 and 6 but many years before then Isaiah had spoken these words about John who like himself would also be a prophet preaching repentance encouraging people to live for God alone A voice of one calling in the desert prepare the way for the Lord make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. Isaiah 40 verse 3 Jesus himself said these words of John Truly, I tell you, among the, amongst those born of woman there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Matthew 11 verse 11 That verse itself should draw us in to take a deeper look at how John lived and also how we died. Here are some powerful truths from the life of John the Baptist that I believe can help us to live with purpose today. You see, John's dears were destined by the Lord. He was born with a specific purpose in time and in history. God knew exactly when John needed to be born. Though it didn't make sense to his parents at the time, Elizabeth and Zachariah, because Elizabeth had been barren for many years. She was old when she became pregnant with John, yet God's time was not late or early, it was right on time. He knew that John needed to be the forerunner of Christ at this specific time in history. He knew and numbered all of his days when there was not one of them. He had design and purpose in the timing of his birth and in the family that John was born to. He was a relative to Jesus himself. And, then, and in that very significant visit of Mary to Elizabeth's home to announce her own miraculous pregnancy, the Bible says that the baby leapt in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Luke 1, verse 41 Even before his birth, John's purpose was being aligned. Why? Because God was calling. God's timing in our lives is perfect. John grew up strong in spirit. He answered God's call and lived with clear direction. Zachariah and Elizabeth recognised the clear calling of the Lord on their son. They embraced it and encouraged God's purposes to be fulfilled through their child. You see, normally in that day, the firstborn son would be named after the father, or at least a family name. But both parents honoured the words given to them by the angel Gabriel, who had announced John's birth and purpose before he was even conceived. Because Zachariah had doubted this word at the angel's visit, he'd been silenced, unable to talk, until he wrote these powerful words on a tablet. This is what it said. His name is John. Luke 1, verse 63. The Bible says, That immediately his mouth was opened and he began praising God, then prophesied these words over his precious child. This is what he said And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Luke 1 76 and 77 passage goes on to say that John grew and became strong in spirit and he lived in the desert until he appeared publicly to Israel verse 80 prophets were known to use the isolation of the desert places to grow spiritually over time and to focus their message on God you see by living apart from the culture in preparing for ministry John was able to speak with great passion and clarity for the people of that day See, God has a specific call and a purpose for your life and our lives today. He didn't let anything get in his way, but he kept his heart set on Christ. John continued on in his mission. He lived in the desert. He took the Nazar- Nazarite vows and he lived his days with specific purpose. His clothing and diet were simple. He wasn't loaded down with the cares and desires of this world Though life may seem extreme and most of us may not easily relate to a diet of locusts and honey, the heart of it is this. He chose obedience to God's call. That's what he did. He did it with a purpose. He said yes to God's mission, even when it probably was not easy, even when he could have chosen his own way. He didn't allow his own desires or stuff or even other people interfere. fear with what he knew. He was there to do. In that exact time in history, he lived with focused determination and purpose. He knew and understood God's call and he pursued it with his whole heart and life. You see, God gives us the power to keep our hearts and minds set on Christ, even in desert days. John the Baptist was a strong and humble leader. He didn't live for the opinions of others, but lived with compassion to see. To see others brought to repentance towards Christ. Many people followed John, came to hear him preach, but he didn't let that make him proud and self-focused. He preached repentance of sins, pointing others to the Savior that he knew he needed to. Deep humility and obedience characterized his life and ministry. This is what he said. I will baptize you with water for repentance. But after me will come one who is more powerful than I. Whose sandals I'm not fit to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Matthew 3 verse 11. You see, we need humility and obedience to God. We need to follow that today. Because it matters more than what others think of us. He lived surely, to power point others to Christ and he was obedient to God's purposes. Many people asked John who he really was. They wondered if he was the promised Messiah or Elijah or even a false prophet. Yet John clearly and firmly answered no to all of these and repeatedly pointed others to Christ. His mission was only to give direction towards our Saviour. This is never clearer than when he baptised himself. At his request in the Jordan River, days later, an argument had developed between some of John's disciples as the so many people begin to follow Jesus. Jealousy had set in and they were disturbed at the turn of events. Yet John did not give in to that need for success in the world's eyes. He knew this was no popularity contest. His purpose remained strong. He must become greater. I must become less. John 3 verse 30. You see, our mission in life is to point others to Christ. John the Baptist was brave and he was willing to speak truth, even if it meant his own death. Yet even in this heartless, cruel plot, John's death was not in vain. For to live for Christ, to speak truth, to point others to him, is never in vain. His mission was completed. God's call was with him, even until death. He had lived to point others to our Saviour, Jesus Christ, who we need beyond anything else in this life. That life event was perhaps the greatest of what John had lived for. He paved the way for the one who truly sets us free. Even when things don't make sense, even in the midst of suffering, tragedy, great loss, and even in death, Christ indeed is our Lord and King. No matter what battles we face in this world, there's always true and unending freedom through Christ. He alone is our hope and deliverer. You see, the coronavirus caused major changes in the way we live our lives. All the professional sports teams stopped having fans watching in the stadiums. Businesses, restaurants and churches were closed. So my holiday plans were abandoned. We were told to stay home and avoid being in big crowds. People who caught the virus and people who'd been in contact with those people were put in quarantine. Those people were considered contagious and dangerous for us to be around them. Well, what I'm about to say may sound strange. is because I believe all Christians should be contagious. If you are a born-again Christian, you should be spreading what you have. Your your most powerful illustration of salvation is your own personal experience with Jesus Christ. I can tell you what Jesus did for me. Can you tell others what he did for you? Because Jesus gives us gifts, talents and abilities to share his good news with the world. When a footballer gets a red card, it affects the whole team. A red card puts the offending player out of the game, which means the team must play a man down. 10 versus 11. With 10 players, the team's still in the game, but the style of play changes. Instead of charging toward the goal, the team plays cautiously, defensively. Just as it's not ideal playing 10 versus 11 in football, it's not God's plan for his church to be a man down. We are not embracing our God-given purpose when we're sitting on the sidelines. You are too valuable to sit on the sidelines. Why? Because you can affect the lives of those around you in a way that no one else can. When we're all on the field impacting others for Christ, the good news of salvation goes further and further and changes more lives than ever thought possible. There's the challenge, church, to every single one of us today. Bless you.